On today's show, we're sharing six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. And number four is one that's pretty controversial in the social media marketing industry, but I think it can do amazing things. Let's jump into all of that right now. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. And welcome to episode number 25 of The Six Ways, where every week we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their area of expertise so they can share some of their best tips with us so that we can all achieve our entrepreneurial goals because I truly believe we all do better when we all do better. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. I'm the founder of 5-Minute Social Media and Social Media Leads Lab, and my guest today is Shannon McKinstry. Uh, she's a social media strategist who specializes in helping entrepreneurs customize a simple plan to grow their business on social media. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jerry. I'm excited to dive into all this. Well, I feel like we are so aligned in yes. let's not make it hard. Let's keep it simple. Stop listening to the loudest people on the internet. Yes. Um, why do you think uh, entrepreneurs find social media so overwhelming in the first place? I think for exactly what you said and what the beautiful intro of the show is, there's, you know, they're like, do things this way. And a lot of absolutes, which you and I know, absolutes are typically not true in the world of marketing in general and especially social media. Things are changing. No audience is the same. No business is the same. Uh, so, you know, there's no one way to do it. And while that can actually feel frustrating for people to hear, it should be a relief because there really is no one way to do it. Um, so if something does not feel sustainable to you, there are other ways. Yeah, and that's the big thing. And that is, I guess, kind of the premise of the show. And the thing I tell people in marketing, it's like everything works. Everything you've heard, posting more, yes. posting less, posting on Tuesdays, posting lots, you know, posting on LinkedIn, it all works. It's just a matter of what works for you for and your you. industry. So that's why, yeah, I'm so excited about about this. And and I invited you on the show because I love your content. I didn't even think about, oh, yeah, that does kind of go with the theme of the show specifically. But yeah. So um, here's how it's going to work. We're going to share six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. Shannon brought three and I brought three. Also, our question of the week. Uh, which is from Shelly. And it says, is it possible to be successful without using a content calendar? My brain just doesn't work that way. So it. we'll dive into both of uh, into her question as well uh, coming up. So make sure you stay for that. All right. So let's start. Six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. Uh, number one is yours, Shannon. What do you got? So do the market research. And it's always what people don't want to hear because it it's work and it's... Right. Uh, it does require research, but like all things in life, you know, we can't just uh, go to the gym one time and lose weight. We can't just throw one ad out and be successful. It really comes down to your target market. And what's interesting lately, and I even shared a thread about this yesterday, um, you know, it's not that your people's concerns, pain points have changed. It's more that the way we consume content has changed. So not only in market research of understanding your ideal customer client and what their pain points are and why, it's also yeah. what is working right now, right? The way we're consuming content is always changing and evolving, um, but your messaging should pretty much stay consistent. And your messaging comes down to why do they care? Why do your, like for mm -hmm. me, my audience, they want to get more followers. They want to make more money. They want to make an impact, have a larger following. And then it's my job to understand why. 
right? I can't just say, here's how to get more followers. So you can X, Y, Z. You have to understand the why do they care behind that. Now, my favorite way to do market research, if you're brand new and you don't even have clients yet, I hear that from a lot of people. They're like, where do I start? Like, go to the comment sections of your competitors, see what questions people are asking, see how they're uh, responding to the content competitors are putting out. Go to your competitors' websites, look at testimonials, see what language people use. Does this person bring them relief? Is it, what is it? What is the feeling they get working with people that align with what you do? Uh, My favorite way though, for me, interview past clients. It is Mm. amazing to me. Every time I interview someone, I'm like, and I literally just ask, why'd you choose me? Why? And Mm. what comes out of their mouth is not why I think they hired me. And it's always so eye-opening. And I take that and I create content with it to speak to more people who need that pain point taken care of. So good. And two things I want to reemphasize. One, four simple words. Why do they care? That, so often people you know, put up content and don't literally just take a second to put it through that filter. Like, why is my ideal person going to care about this? Yeah. Because if they're not, and especially if it is, it is your... You know, I, I teach something called the date framework, and the first part is discovery. If it's somebody who doesn't know, like, or trust you yet, if they don't care about the thing you're putting out, they're never going to move forward. So yeah. I love that. The second thing that I love is so many people go and they try and copy what other people in their industry are doing. Yes. And I love that you made the distinction of don't look at what they're doing, mm-hmm. look in the comments. Yeah. That's it's, huge. It's gold because you'll even see people asking questions that the person didn't quite cover. And you'll be like, oh, well, I can answer that. And you don't need yeah. to do it on the post. Just make, <laughs> make, a, make a content. But the quickest way to burn out on social media is not know what to say. And I hear it all the time. I'm like, okay, I like that trending audio, Shannon, but what do I say? I'm like, well, if you know yeah. your people and you've done your market research, you know exactly what to say. Yeah. No, I love, I love that comments piece because, yeah, so many people think, oh, I, I did what this other person right. did and it didn't work. And it's like, well, you have no idea what email funnels they have on the back end or what, how many times they've retargeted these people or what their relationship is. Or There's so much that you can't see. But yeah, the comments is a great place to yeah. do research. So love yeah. that. All right. Next up, number two, six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. And this is one that when I speak on stage, I often get somebody to come up afterward and argue with me. Mm. And it is just pick one social network and focus on it. And I know we have this innate need. I think there's two reasons people feel like they have to be everywhere. One, it's free. So why wouldn't I be everywhere? But standing on the side of the road is free. (laughs) And most of us are are not doing that, right? Um, But then the other reason is there's just this thing. Like, I feel like I should be everywhere. My competitors are everywhere. I need to be everywhere. But here's how I look at it. If you think about, let's say you have three plants, right? And each plant needs a liter of gallon per week, but you only have one liter of water to put on there. Or sorry, a liter of water per week. You only have, I try and go back and forth between metric and imperial that we use here in the US. Sometimes I mess it up. But anyway, we're going to, for the international audience, we'll go with liters. So you've got, it needs one liter of water for each plant. You've only got one liter. So usually what you do is you would put a third of, on all three and hope that they would grow and thrive, but they won't. It's the same thing. So let's say you got a TikTok plant, an Instagram plant, and a YouTube plant. And again, your finite resource is your time. And if you divide it among all three, none of them are going to grow and thrive. And often, they'll die. And mm-hmm. so there is no scenario where putting all of your effort into one social network will grow you slower than dividing it among all three. So I think it's just it's as simple as that. Once you are crushing it on one network, then you can consider adding another one. Or maybe you've got a team and they can help you repurpose. But do one 
really, really well. Do you run into that with with your clients where they're like, well, what about over here? All the time. And it's so funny. I literally got that response on a thread. They're like, well, I shared something on Facebook and Instagram and it only did well on one. I'm like, yeah, because your audience is different. I don't typically cross post, like you said, I zhuzh, <laughs> depending on the platform. <laughs> I know the culture of TikTok is different. Everything's a little bit different. And again, that doesn't mean be scared to go on other platforms. I'm not trying to yeah. deter anyone, but you do need to have a specific game plan. I love that analogy so much because I tell people all the time and I see it all the time. They're like, well, my blog didn't work, so I'm going to go to TikTok. Well, TikTok didn't work. I'm going to go to Instagram. Well, Instagram didn't work. Yeah. I'm going to go to LinkedIn. I'm like, figure out one. Because if, if it's not working somewhere, you've got to figure that out. It always, almost, almost always comes down to messaging. Um, again, studying what content's working. Uh, and what's working on TikTok isn't necessarily working on Instagram. So instead of yeah. burning out and like you said, trying to water three plants at once, get really good at one, then take what you're doing and figure out how to zhuzh it for the other platforms that I was, I like to call it your, term. Yes, your golden platform. So for me, that's Instagram. I enjoy being there. My people are there. I like creating content there. And then when Instagram started growing, I was like, oh, let me sprinkle over there. But I didn't just cross post, which could be a whole yeah. other podcast. But yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> that uh, tip. If you are, and if you feel this way and you're listening to this conversation, don't feel bad. Everybody no. thinks that in the beginning. Let yes. me do all of the things. Let me be all the places. Why wouldn't I be? Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully that helps you understand why it's better to focus on one. So, yeah. all right. Next up, number three, six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. Shannon, what do you got? B-roll, it's my favorite tip for everyone, is to shoot B-roll. Now, this is a term that, you know, I've known from my television production days, way before we had cameras on our devices. Um, but simply, it just means secondary footage. A lot of people like to um, call it stock footage, if you will, candid footage. It's really just anything where you're not directly engaged with the camera and speaking directly to the camera. It's you making coffee, or if you're a photographer, it's you taking the shot of the couple walking down the aisle. Or if you're a chef, it's you stirring the soup and tasting it. It's B-roll. The more you have this, these type of quick little clips of behind the scenes, and we've known the power of behind the scenes on social media since day one. That's basically what it is. We want an inside peek of your life, your business. The more you have these on your camera roll, you've got reels for years on your camera roll right now. Um, it can be your feet walking your dog. It really doesn't have to be because what's so amazing with reels, and again, this is to simplify, but this is to simplify creating reels. You don't have to dance. You don't have to point at text bubbles. You don't have to do a cartwheel or a transition. <laughs> yeah, it's over here. Uh, it's not 2019 or 2020 anymore, excuse me. Um, but you can literally take some of that B-roll with a pretty trending audio you like and put some copy on top of it. Put your text on there. But this is where it's not so simple, but you want to make sure your copy is very, very good, right? But yeah. that's the beauty of B-roll is that it's kind of, it's just the background footage. So as long as you know what your people want to hear, you've done step one, you've done your market research, you know what they want to hear, you know how to write a decent, empathetic message, a hot take, a funny little quip. Uh, I always like to say, and I wanted, I would love to know what you think, Jerry, but I like to kind of call it like tweets like uh, or random thoughts. Those do really well on B-roll. Um, basically, something that you would tweet or X or whatever, however they say it now, or throw yeah. up on threads. Like That's the type of stuff that does really well on top of just a simple B-roll, five seconds with some trending audio. You just put that there. I repurpose a lot of my threads on top of B-roll. 
So it's kind of fun. I'll well, test it on threads. I'm like, well, that worked. Yeah. Let me let me throw it on a reel. And that the simple part, I think, of this. Well, first of all, I don't do this because mm. I swear I always buy the biggest hard drive available on an mm. iPhone, and I constantly have to delete stuff. Oh so, yeah, because so, I'm like filming so much stuff. Yeah. But the thing I love about this is you could take that same piece of text and use it over different B-roll. Yes. Probably, I mean, honestly, I was going to say every two months. You could probably honestly do it once a month mm -hmm. and not annoy anybody yeah. we all think that everybody's consuming our content all the time and it's like no the only person who sees all your content is you yeah and yes. so so like literally you on, on the first of every month you could put the same thing over a different piece of b-roll instagram or facebook or whoever will see it as a new piece of content Thousand and, percent. and i and i do love the way that you you know described it as as a tweet or an x or mm -hmm. a thread or or a short email you know it's yeah. a great way to repurpose all of that yep. so yeah, that's great. Okay, uh, next up, number four of six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. And this one is something I think it's a bad name in the social media world, but I do think it's worth it anyway. By the way, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. Join thousands of entrepreneurs who get daily tips from me direct to their inbox for free. Super easy to sign up. And of course, the moment that they stop being helpful, if that ever happens, you can unsubscribe with just a couple of clicks. Sign up in seconds. Just go to dailysocialmediatips.com. All right. Uh, number four, spend more and create less. And the reason that this gets a bad reputation in the industry is there are so many people that have been shouting for years, do not boost posts. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of money. First of all, if you look at most of the people that are screaming that, they are ads manager experts or they sell ad services or they run an agency. So keep in mind, they want you to hire them to run their ads. And if you know ads manager inside and out, then yes, boosting is a waste of money because ads manager is amazing, but it is also so complex. And so this is the way that I look at boosting. The way a lot of entrepreneurs come in for boosting is they, you know, and this happened when I first had a program years ago. It's like, yeah, I put $30 behind this post and look at how many people I reached. And then the next day it's like, but I didn't get any business from it. So that's what I call ego boosting boosting. You can boost something and you're going to reach more people and maybe get some more engagement. But all putting money behind something does is show it to more people. And so if you have a post that's reaching, let's say, 100 of your ideal clients and 10 of them go on to buy or something like that, then if you spent that money to reach more of those same people, then theoretically, maybe not at 10%, but a certain number of them would go on to buy as well. But if you're reaching 100 people and nobody's paying attention, nobody's engaging, spending more money is not going to fix that. So, But once you get this dialed in and you know a piece of content does well, I mean, organic content is the best way to test ads, then maybe you do experiment. You throw five bucks behind it, 10 bucks behind it to reach more people and see what happens. But yeah, I always present that as, uh, yeah, you don't have to create as much content if you've got a little money. If you've got more money than time, then you get that content in front of more people. I love this. And because like you said, don't boost something that's doing poorly. Boost something that's doing well and converting because then it expands the lifespan. I mean, it will double it. And I love that because I see a lot of people boosting to be like, well, doing well. So I'm just going to, I'm going to boost it. And oh no! Like, for what? For what reason? It's not doing well because it's not doing well. This, you know, yeah. um, don't you know? But it's that's a great tip, especially for people who don't have time to. I know there's experts out there right now saying you need to post three times a day, and I'm like, what? You know, who has time for that? Uh, so that's that's a really good way to get it to last longer and keep followers and money coming in. Yeah, when I worked at the agency, we we would combine a boosting strategy with you know actual Facebook ads and you know 
boosting would never make a bad mm-hmm. post better. And it, it never, ever will. That's when boosting is a, is a total waste of money. So, all right, next up, number five of six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. Shannon? It's to create a posting schedule. And this doesn't, you know, I think a lot of people miss uh, or mix up consistency and daily. I rarely mm. post daily. Uh, I manage as well. I manage three uh, different industries. I mentor. I do my own content. I don't post daily. My clients don't post daily. I I go I go viral maybe like once or twice a month. I have clients going viral all the time, and they do not post every day. So just know that if you want to post every day, by all means, go for it. Right? I know people who just love creating content. I do too. I just have two children. <laughs> so. I can't typically right. do it every day. I try. I try. I usually skip the weekends. Um, but when you create a posting schedule that you can keep up with, your qual- your content will be better. It just will because less of the pressure cooker perspective around social media, which a lot of gurus do, which is fine for some people. If they want to, if, you know, if your goal is millions of followers, content creator, then yeah, you are going to have to step up how much you post. But a lot of people like, you and I were talking about earlier, if you're a real estate agent and you're, you've got a day of home inspections and listings and, and you're like, oh, I didn't have time to post a reel. Don't worry about, don't force a piece of content. It's people yeah. are going to feel it. Um, every time I've, uh, forced content for myself, it's, it, it bombs. So just don't do that. My, what I like to tell people, cause I know people really like to know how many times they, they want to quantify everything. So what yeah. I tell them is if you are like, I can't do daily aim for every other Plus, like the first day, you kind of focus on creating that piece of content, writing back to people who comment. And the next day, you can just focus on DMs and engaging out outwardly and things like that. Um, or do what I do for my clients. I post Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We give Wednesday a little breathing room, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I know some people whose audiences are really active on the weekends. So I'm like, okay, then do, you know, it's all about testing. My, my favorite thing to say is try, test, tweak. And just, mm. you got to keep doing that in marketing. That's why marketing's fun. For most of us, we like to test things out. We don't get mad if something does bad. I, I love when something doesn't do well. I'm like, why? And we figure it out. Is it the day? Is it the time? Um, you can find all of that in your insights. But long, long story long, uh, if you post at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, if it's good content, it's going to do well. Yeah. If you post when they say at whatever time on Tuesday and it's not good, it's not going to do well. So focus on quality. If you can't do quality every day, and meaning quality back to step one, it's going to resonate. They're going to feel seen, heard. It's going to be helpful. They're going to share it. They're going to save it. They're going to be like, oh my gosh. And you know, I was on TikTok the other day and I found this TikTok and I went right to this girl's profile, binged like eight of her TikToks, saved them all. I was smiling ear to ear watching her stuff. I, was, I felt like she was my best friend. I followed her. And like, you got to think about that. When someone sees your content, are they going to, how are they going to feel? Um, obviously there's more serious content creators out there too, but either way, what is the feeling they want? Um, so when it comes to that posting schedule, I also like to say, think of our, uh, human behavior throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So ideally, if you guys are just like Shannon, just give it to me, tell me what to do. Here's what I do for my clients and myself. Typically on a Sunday, Monday, I share something a little more empathetic, right? Make them feel seen, heard because we're usually stressed out. Sunday scaries, meal prepping, getting the kids scheduled. That's our vibe, right? We don't really want to tip. We want you to hold our hand. On Tuesday, Wednesday, usually a spicy hot take, education, a bite-sized tip, hack, tutorial. 
uh, that sort of thing, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. By Friday and Saturday, I'm like, let loose, do a funny lip sync, poke fun at people, poke fun at yourself, share behind the scenes of what you did that week. Here's a recap. Let them into your world. And that's what we do every week for myself. Um, now, again, I'm not married to my posting schedule. For instance, today's Thursday, but it's the holidays. So it's like we're all just... Woo, woo, woo. So oh, I was like, yeah, we don't know what day it is. We have no we're, idea what day it is. We're recording this just before Christmas. We have no idea what day it is. We have no idea. So my reel today is actually going to be empathetic because we're getting closer to Christmas and people are wigging out. They're stressed. They don't have yeah. time to post right now. My people are like, Shannon, I don't have time to post. I'm freaking out. So I know that's where they're. So just think of human behavior. Think about your people. Where are they at right now? What do they want to feel when they see your reel or your carousel? Anyway, long way of saying, create a posting schedule that works for you. If you're like, Sundays are my busiest days, then don't post. Unplug. Give it a break. It's not a bad idea to unplug once a week. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing you said in there was looking at everything like an experiment. And that's Mm -hmm. one of my core principles, too. My membership is called Social Media Leads Lab. I've got these dorky colored test tubes on the wall behind me in my office. And that is a reminder because it did. when you look at everything as an experiment, then you're not going, oh, this reel didn't work. You're looking at everything as an experiment. And then when it does work, it's like awesome. And then like you said, when it doesn't, it's like, let's figure out why. So it's just, it is a really healthy mindset to approach that way. And that's why I built that community and called it Social Media Leads Lab. Because it's like, look, we're experimenting all the time, but we're going to get good. And most of our experiments are going to work. And that's the thing to keep in mind. But don't, you know, don't quit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when something doesn't Mm -hmm. work. So. All right. Next up, number six of six ways to simplify your social media and get even better results. And I always encourage business owners to learn how to do it yourself and then outsource it. So this is more common with business owners that come in with a lot of money or maybe they just have money or they know money is coming and think, okay, I've just got to hire somebody to do this. And what happens is there's a lot of, I mean, I hear from people all the time that it's like, oh, I hired this agency and they strung me along for six months and nothing happened. And the beauty of learning how to do it yourself, even if you never do it yourself, like even if your dream is to just like never have to think about it again, learn it first, because then when you hire somebody, you'll at least understand when it's working, why, when it's not working and why. And they can't just say, well, th- you know, I, there's this survey that I talk about all the time and marketers were surveyed and they said it takes an average of two years to see an impact from social media marketing. Mm. Two years to see the first impact. And I know you yeah. and your clients haven't experienced that. And I'm like, no, it can be today mm-hmm. or hours from now or, you know, like it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And so ignore that advice. Don't let any agency or, or somebody that you're hiring to do that tell you that. Learn how to do it yourself. And then once you do, one, I'll tell you, if you hate social media, sometimes it changes when it starts working, right? Like I have this uh, one woman who went through my programs, Chelsea Hayes, and she helps course creators um, basically get their courses out and helps with all the admin and the marketing and all this kind of stuff. And she, you know, revamped her strategy, simplified it. And now for every hour a week she spends on social media, she gets a $5,000 client out of it. So $5,000 an hour, I can enjoy almost anything, right? (laughs) Almost anything. Sign me up. And so, yeah, one of my least favorite things in the world is being cold, but I will go stand in a cold cold climate for an hour for $5,000, right? So so that's one thing that might happen. That might shift. But the other thing is once you understand it, you don't have to hire an expert anymore. You can Mm -hmm. have a VA do it, or you might be able to automate some of it or any number of things. And so then you're cost of having somebody manage your social media can go way, way down. Yes. And so that's one of the big things that we teach in uh, in Social Media Leads Lab is it's like, look, let's get this figured out. 
and then you can outsource it for much, much cheaper. So question of the week from Shelly, is it possible to be successful without using a content calendar? My brain just doesn't work that way, uh, which is true for some people. Uh, Shannon, what would you say to Shelly and others like her? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think the more rules that people hear from a lot of the gurus and experts out there, and of course, maybe that worked for them. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I always like to use the analogy of losing weight, right? Like some people are like, I don't want to do 60 minutes of cardio. Okay, then there's this way, right? Same with yeah. Instagram. If you don't want to have a content calendar, you don't have to. A lot of these rules, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but a lot of them are made up. There really are no rules. The number one rule is like, don't upset the platforms, right? Don't do anything you're not supposed to do. Um, the only rule is show up for your people and serve them. My, That's my only rule, right? Is um, go in when you're creating content and posting, just, I was like to say, show up with a servant heart. You're, you're there for your people and build that community. So when it comes to a content calendar, I don't, I, I don't use a content calendar. I know a lot of people's brains work that way, but mine doesn't work that way either. What I do, just like I said, I more so go through the week and I'm like, okay, what do my people want to hear on a Monday? Do they want to hear mm -hmm. an empathetic message? Do they want that's how I go through. And then I really just am like, what am I like jazz to talk about? Because I'm telling you, if I'm excited to talk about something, it's going to perform better every single time. Like even this morning, I didn't know I was going to put on a reel today. And right before this podcast, I knew exactly. I wrote it up and I'm like, cannot wait to share it. So that's how I am. I get really excited about my content. Um, this, this whole episode, you're like, hurry up, Jerry. I've got to record this reel. It's going to be so awesome. No, it's even got my wheels turning because of this conversation, right? Like, um, but I think the best thing you can do, again, is just lean into who your audience is, what they want. Um, I oftentimes use stories. I did it yesterday. First thing in the morning, I said, what do you guys want to see today? And I gave them the two choices of things I wanted to share. And they picked one 70% to 30. I was like, okay, loud and clear. You guys want viral hooks, not a trending audio. So that's another thing you could do. Rather than leaning on a content calendar, be like, I need to share National Dog Day today. Like, no. <laughs> You can ask your people or you can talk about what you want to talk about. Um, one of the best things you guys can lean into in 2024, it's what Instagram always has been. Honestly, what social media always has been is storytelling. So we're, you know, those days when like you have a really cool thing happen or an epiphany or a shift, you know, belief shifting perspective you want to talk about, get on stories. I'm sorry, get on. Well, yeah, you can get on stories, save it, share it as a reel, share it as a TikTok if you want to. Um, I believe in that way more than a content calendar that you feel married to. And it it just limits your creativity. Um, all that to say, again, do what works for you. But just the best thing you can do as a business owner is just understand what your people want that day. And why do they care? It comes back so to that. I love content calendars. Mm -hmm. And one of the first like reality slaps I got when I started working with other entrepreneurs is, yeah, they just don't work for everybody. They don't, yeah. But before you dismiss them, you know, here's the advantage, and this is why I love working with content calendars. When your stuff is taken care of, the mental weight of worrying about your social media goes away because you already know what you're going to do and it's already planned out. And again, it doesn't have to be for everybody. So for me, and this first happened when I worked at an agency, I remember the first time I had planned, written, and scheduled all of the content for a client like on the 29th for the following month. And then the first rolled around and I was like, I don't have to worry about content for, this client <laughs> for three weeks. This is amazing. And so I try that to do that in my own business too. And it's not always, I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss, so mm -hmm. I don't have the accountability, but it, it, it really frees you up in a big, big way. 
And especially if you look at uh, content on social media in the same way that you thought about, you know, taking a final in college or in university, where you are thinking, oh, I could study more. Have I studied enough? I don't know if I've studied enough. If you look at social media that way, like, could I do more? I don't know. When you have a content calendar, you can go, this is what I'm going to do. This is it. And it's, and that's it. And then, and it just, it, you, you give yourself permission to not worry about it anymore. And even if you do it week by week, um, but that can be really, really powerful. But that being said, I know lots of people, uh, including Shannon, which I didn't know until just now, who do not use content calendars. And that's totally, totally Mm -hmm. fine. So feel free to uh, let that go and uh, say goodbye. So. All right. If you want to dive deeper on any of this, you can get everything uh, by checking out the show notes. Just go to the sixways.com slash 25 for episode 25, the sixways.com slash 25. And if you want to connect and learn more with Shannon, you can find a link to her website, Shannon McKinstry, in the show notes or the description wherever you're watching or uh, listening. And we love hearing about people who binge episodes after <laughs> discovering the show. So if you enjoyed this one, uh, two more listener favorites. Number one, six ways to make videos faster using AI. And number two, six ways you should break the social media rules with my friend Chelsea Pites, who also does not use a content calendar. So uh, you may enjoy that one. You can find the links to those wherever you're watching or listening to this. All right. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. And Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Jerry. Amazing to be here.